Welcome to Blended. I am your host, Jeremiah Wallace, and my goal is to see blended families thriving. If you are navigating this experience, then you're in the right place. This podcast is purposed to provide support, information, and the encouragement that we need to fulfill our family's potential. What is happening, blended folk? I am super excited about the conversation that we're about to have. We're going to keep it one million, okay? We're talking today about beliefs that cripple us. But before we get into that, I want to celebrate the fact that we have exceeded at this point in the existence of the Blended Podcast. We've exceeded a thousand downloads of the 15 episodes, and that's pretty cool. That is something to celebrate. That means people are tuning in and they're getting some support, some help. It's just, it's exciting. It's dope. It's good. So you are not the only person listening. A lot of people are tuning in and I believe it is resulting in whether minor or major changes within those that are listening as well as within their families. And that's what this is about. So for those of you that are listening in regularly, those of you that have subscribed, left reviews, contacted me personally, or started to follow us on at Navigating the Blend on our Instagram platform, just want to say thank you because we're making moves. Things are happening. If I had a bell, then I would ring it right now for the 1000 mark. But, you know, maybe I have a a bell when we hit 5000. Hello. (laughs) I'm a little bit of a mess right now. Again, it's probably due to the excitement about the topic. I feel like I get more excited about the topics that could potentially result in pushback or disagreement from others. Like I'm just I'm about the drama. So, again, we are diving into beliefs that cripple us, the things that we've been told when we were young that have become part of our foundation and whether we communicate them consciously or subconsciously, or these are things that are just sayings that we hear from time to time. So we're just in agreement with them. Sayings like happy wife, happy life, or cleanliness is next to godliness or if i get pregnant again my life is over just kind of things kind of consistent with those sayings the third one that is a joke but at the same time it's a very real saying in our household and again these are beliefs sayings that are popular they are familiar and oftentimes we just accept them at surface value But at the same time, they operate within ourselves personally, and they can operate within our families as well. And although the beliefs that I'm going to acknowledge and address during this episode apply to anyone and everyone, regardless of your stage of life, as I've mentioned time and time again, issues that exist for others are simply amplified times 100 when it comes to those of us within the blended family. As a matter of fact, I'd go so far as to say that the blended family is a result 
of these crippling beliefs. They operated within our marriage relationship or our serious relationship that took place previously. We didn't exercise them or even understand the way in which they were impacting us as well as our family. And it's very possible that they contributed toward the separation, the divorce or the ending of what our family once was. So my plan today is to shine a light on these sayings, on these beliefs that may be operating in our lives in some capacity so that we can address it and defend ourselves against outcomes that are not in our favor or in the favor of our partner or our children. And although there are a lot of beliefs, there are a lot of sayings that may be to our detriment that are working against us. I believe that there are four in particular that are familiar, meaning you've likely heard them before and I've experienced them functioning in my life, hurt me personally, as well as my family. And I've seen the same in the situation of others. So as usual, we are going to start off strong. The first belief that I believe cripples us is the saying, I deserve to be happy. Ooh, that frustrated someone just now. I could feel it. Honestly, I'm recording this right now and I feel the future frustration. Blood pressure is rising. The heartbeat has sped up a little bit. Again, I deserve to be happy. That is a crippling belief that so many of us have, and we don't even know it. But please, before you turn this off, give me a moment to explain. So as far as deserving to be happy, yes, happiness is accessible. It is a desire of our hearts, and it is something that can be achieved. However, the phrase in and of itself, I deserve to be happy, exudes entitlement. And if this is something that you hold tightly to and something that you strongly believe, if you are entitled to happiness, that means it's not necessarily something that you need to work toward. It's something that should essentially come to you. And we tend to interpret our happiness via whether material possessions or our situation, our surroundings, our circumstance, looking and feeling a certain way. So when our circumstance does not reflect what we feel we deserve, what we feel we have a right to, what we feel we are entitled to, that oftentimes results in a level of frustration that may just constantly brew under the surface or that frustration is directed somewhere, whether toward yourself, whether toward your partner or even the children. And the next stage of our frustration as a result of our situation not reflecting what we believe happiness should look and feel like is detachment. That's when people are checking out of their situation because they're not happy, because it's not what they want it to be. So, so many people that have addictions that are on their phone constantly, people that stay at work much later than is necessary, or people that step outside of their marital relationship and engage in whether an emotional or physical connection with someone else, 
These are ways in which people detach. And this applies to men, especially because we tend to want our circumstances. We want to be affirmed by our status and where we are in our life, the status of our bank account, how satisfied our wife is with us generally. And the state of our reputation. These are things that are important to us because of both wiring to a degree. This is how we are wired as men. And I know it's not every man. And I know women to some degree have this wiring as well. But this especially applies to men. And then society has infiltrated what's really important. And we've been told how men are supposed to operate where men are supposed to be at what time in life. And naturally, we are affected by that expectation for the most part in a negative way. On the other hand, for women, the saying or belief, I deserve to be happy, more so results in relational compromise. There's a greater desire that women have to be an intimate relationship with people just to be close with someone that they can both love on and be loved by and by compromise i mean because there is this desire to be an intimate relationship with someone oftentimes uh, a woman who may be struggling with self-esteem and recently whether divorced broken up with rejected will Get in a relationship with someone that they're not equally yoked with, someone that is not prepared to love them and serve them adequately. But the desire is to be in a relationship with someone. And if that individual is a single mother, then not only are they compromising themselves, but all of a sudden their children are being threatened by just this overwhelming desire to connect with someone. And again, this happens so much more than you think. It happens as a result of the belief, I deserve to be happy. And guess what happiness looks like? I am not capable of being happy if I'm not in a relationship, if I'm not moving toward marriage and having a child with someone, because that's the pressure that I'm getting from society. It's something that is associated with my wiring. And I'm just not in a place right now where I'm secure enough to be happy as a single parent on my own. And I know that this all sounds so extreme, and that's because it is. The blended family cannot make room for things that can affect us in a negative way, things that may, again, contribute, even if it's 5%, to the crippling of ourselves and our family, if it's contributing even 5%, if we are 5% closer to being in harm's way, then it's worth addressing. Not always will our circumstance or our relationships reflect what we want or we believe we deserve. So it's crucial that we establish that we find happiness within ourselves while we are in process because it's so crazy that we'll find ourselves unhappy within situations that we once prayed for. It's crazy when it hits me that I prayed for the very situation that I'm in. I prayed for an amazing wife. I prayed for some incredible children, but I'll find myself frustrated or having some type of pity party. And then all of a sudden it hits me upside my head, bro, 
Like you used to pray for this exact scenario. And it reminds me that real, genuine, sustainable happiness cannot be found in the outcome or the result. It's actually in the process that real happiness is found, achieved and established independent of what things look and feel like. So I deserve to be happy is the first crippling belief. This is fantastic. I still feel the tension. The blood pressure is still high. I love it. We're keeping it 1 million today. Let's go into the second one. That being, it doesn't mean as much if I have to ask. This is another popular one and it is another challenging one. Most of the time when it comes to our significant other, we would love if they were to fulfill our greatest needs, our fantasies, our desires without us having to ask. They just know what to do, when to do it, how to do it. Just the thought of our significant other fulfilling our needs in that way. It just brings me joy. But as we all know, that's not how it works. And this applies to even simple things like I had a long day with the kids can you please change a diaper? Can you give me a little bit of time to myself? Is it possible for you to rub my feet or to give me a little bit of attention? I would enjoy some hanky panky because it's been a little bit and I cannot believe I just said hanky panky. What is the last time that I've said such a thing that that is incredible. But when it comes to this idea that it doesn't mean as much if I have to ask, we are setting ourselves up for so much frustration and so much failure. It is actually our responsibility first and foremost to ask for what we want and to teach people how to treat us. We cannot deflect this responsibility and then point the finger when our needs aren't being met. We are first and foremost responsible for our own needs. Sure, it would be so nice if certain things happened without us having to ask. It would be amazing. I've experienced it for myself when I don't have to ask and I, I get this thing that I want, this support. I get the hanky panky or whatever the case. <laughs> Sorry, babe. But it almost feels magical when this happens, when we didn't have to say a word and it happens. But by no means should that be the standard. It's extremely unrealistic. And if you think about it, it's super unfair because we likely haven't mastered ourselves. Like, do we know every single hobby that we have? Do we know what we need depending on our emotional state? Have we established our life's mission statement? Do you even know what restaurant you want to go to for lunch? The answer is <laughs> most likely no. So expecting this other person to know, despite how intimate your relationship is, is unrealistic. So it goes back to teaching people how to treat you. But there is a problem with that. If you do not know yourself, if you're not familiar with yourself and your needs, then it's not possible to teach someone 
how to treat you. And I feel like this is why if you have been a part of a divorce separation or if you are a single parent, it is so essential that you allow for a sufficient amount of time to take place before you enter into your next relationship. That time is meant for you to learn from that previous experience, to get to know you, to learn you, to love you, to become content with just you and your child or children, obviously. And then later on down the line, you are in a place where you can be in a relationship as a healthy, functional person that is in a position to teach that individual how to treat you. A big part of this battle is knowing for yourself what you want. This past weekend, actually, my wife, she just straight up said, hey, I want some affection. And guess what? My wife pretty much always wants affection. So is this something that I'm already aware of that she'd likely accept or desire? Yes, but she took that step a bit further opposed to having that mental battle of, oh, he's not giving me this. He's not doing this for me. He knows I like this. She's like, hey, I want some affection from you. That is what I want. And that's not just significant because then I respond with affection. It's also significant because she's able to identify a need that she has, a desire that she has. So her asking in and of itself satisfies a good portion of that desire. And that's because she's taking charge of her emotional state and her acknowledging her needs opposed to playing the guessing game where I have a void. I'm not sure what I need or what I want, but I'm going to point to you and I just want you to fill it. I'm sure we are all familiar with feeling or thinking this way at one point in time or many points in time. And more oftentimes than not, this just ends up in frustration. And I completely understand that there is the hurdle of vulnerability when it comes to communicating a desire or a need that you have, because after communicating it, after letting them know, being clear about what you need or what you want, they still have room to say no and not respond in the way that you'd prefer. And that can almost be even more damaging than if you hadn't said anything at all. But it is better. I promise it is so much better for us to acknowledge and communicate that desire than to just allow it to brew and just accept our fate of not being satisfied in a way that we know is possible. And a really cool thing about constantly or regularly communicating what you want, eventually they get it. Eventually, they will become familiar with your system. And this takes years. But with time, you continue in your process communicating what you need, what you want. They'll get familiar and then you will enter a stage in which you don't have to ask all the time because they just know you more. Your relationship is more intimate and you're OK with being vulnerable and even possibly being rejected because those things happen in relationship. 
So yes, I understand fully that it is so awesome when we get what we need, what we want without having to ask. But even if we do have to ask, that doesn't mean it's not significant. It is still awesome that our partner, our spouse is willing to meet us where we're at. And the third crippling belief that we tend to have is one day fill in the blank. One day, one day I'm going to be at this weight. One day I am going to write this book. One day I'm going to do this or that. This one day belief, it starts off as a desire that comes from a good and genuine place. But if you hold off for too long, then it just becomes this illogical expectation that we put no work in to achieve. We're not doing anything on a daily basis that is ultimately going to help us achieve this one day outcome. And I believe that this one day belief that we have affects not just us, but our families directly, because whatever the expectation is, we see a better version of ourselves. We see after achieving a certain something, after putting in some level of work and time, we are just going to be a happier, healthier person. And who benefits from that? Our family, our spouse, our children, everybody will be better off because you've done something that is likely associated with your purpose. And whenever we are operating in purpose and taking steps toward our personal growth, there is a widespread impact and those that are closest to us benefit the most. And let me tell you straight up, your blended family can use your commitment to excellence, your consistency, your investment in something that's greater than you. Like legit, your children need to see it. They need to be invested in what you're invested in. The other day, I actually shared a four minute or so snippet of the last episode that I recorded. Uh, the portion that I shared with them was concerning how my oldest, my stepdaughter taught me how to hit the reset button. And I literally played it at the dinner table while we were all sitting and I wanted them to listen in on my process and I want I wanted them to be involved in the podcast and I wanted to let them know that my platform is also theirs. It's not just me that's investing in families and hoping to transform lives. They are 1000% a part of that. So I affirm, hey, like you guys, I know you may not know it, but you guys are also part of lives being changed, people being stronger, empowered, and becoming better versions of themselves. Like my children need to be a part of my process for the sake of our entire family unit. So yes, this podcast at one point, it was a one day situation and eventually it came to fruition and they're 100% a part of that. And in the future, I will be writing a book that is another one day scenario. And that's a process that they are going to be part of. They are going to see my investment 
in making this one day situation come to fruition. So for you, your one day needs to become today at some point for the sake of your family, for your sake, because you're going to be greater. You're going to be happier. You're going to be more content, excited about your daily life. But your family needs to see and be a part of that process. I also actually used to tell myself and even my wife one day, me and my oldest daughter, when she's older, we're going to get along better one day. And I didn't know this at the time, but I was saying this selfishly. I was suggesting that when she gets older, she will understand better and therefore she will be more so on my level. So it wasn't about me coming down to her level and connecting with her and investing in her today. I was just surviving what we were going through. And you know what? One day we'll get there. However, I changed my thinking and my functioning a few years ago. And I was just like, hey, like if things are where they are right now, how can I logically expect our relationship to be stronger when she's older? The investment starts today. It starts now. We typically don't engage this process because achieving that one day thing takes us out of our comfort zone and it challenges us. It puts us in a position where we do not have all of the answers. Oftentimes we are either making educated guesses or we are connecting with other people that have gone before us, that have blazed that trail already. And we're just putting ourselves in vulnerable situations. But I'll tell you what, the pain that results from putting forth an effort and going after something that's greater than you is so much better than the pain that comes from regret. The regret of not making the effort of one day looking back at all the time that's passed and the broken promises. So it just gets to a point where we got to stop BSing and one day has to become today at some point. And that leads us to our last crippling belief. And that being God doesn't give you more than you can handle. This is one of the greatest lies of all time. And I say that because pretty much the opposite is true. God allows for some things that are challenging and things that are outside of our ability and our control because dependence on him is the most important thing. When we are dependent on God, that's when we are in the safest possible predicament. We are then in position to achieve clarity, maybe not concerning the rest of our entire lives, but he'll inform us or help us to identify what the next step may be. In this position, we can gain peace despite what we're surrounded by. We are oftentimes experiencing some form of chaos, whether it's socially we just had people storming the Capitol. It's ridiculous. Whether within our family, in the workplace, 
there is just a plethora of opportunity to adopt the chaos that's surrounding us. But in him, these things are made available to us. And if we take it a step further and allow for him to use those trials and the hardships to refine our character and point us toward our purpose, then our experience within those trials aren't wasted. Our tears, our frustrations, our celebrations of progress do not go to waste. I feel like I'm constantly celebrating this podcast and I'm going to continue to do so because it is evidence of this exact thing. Just going through things, depending on him, things that were beyond my handling and just allowing for him to change me and therefore use this family for incredible things. And what do I do in return? I talk about these people. I celebrate my family. I post stuff on social media and brag about these incredible people because it's important to me to celebrate what dependence on him can result in what it looks like for us. We are, in fact, what can be achieved when God does give you more than you can handle. Something that I tend to tell myself is God is good and life isn't fair. It's not God is good, but life isn't fair because the fact that he's good does not change. And the fact that life isn't fair doesn't take away from his goodness. He loves us. He's for us. Again, the plan that he has for us, the reason he's birthed us is incredible and life isn't fair. And that's not something to be bummed out about. It rains on both the just and the unjust. That's just what it is. The difference is we can find the riches and the value within our life's experience, even if he is allowing for things to happen within our lives and in the lives of others that are beyond what we can handle. Those are the four crippling beliefs. If anything, I hope it challenged your thinking process. And who knows, maybe you'll be better off without Thanks for tuning in and please take a moment to hit me with that honest rate and review and then subscribe so you don't miss out on any of this blended goodness. It's going down again next Wednesday, but until then, do not settle for anything less than what's possible.